This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Building a Better Future. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares how we can build a foundation for a better future by following the examples of leaders in the Bible who followed God's calling to rebuild after a time of captivity. Now in just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get a copy of the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal, a great resource that will help you tap into God's power and presence as you discover the keys to praying with passion and purpose. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called, When You Feel Like Giving Up. Now, notice here, Nehemiah doesn't give up on the goal. It says, he doesn't, when everybody gets discouraged, he doesn't say, oh, you're right, guys, we should have never even tried this. Let's just all go home and have a TV dinner and, you know, watch the late night talk shows. No, he goes to work. He says, we're we're just going to do it differently. We're going to reorganize. We're going to reorder. We're going to do a new strategy. Listen, when you have a goal, you have a dream, you have a desire, and you're going after it, you are going to have opposition and you are going to have people who oppose you and you're going to have discouragement and doubt and difficulty and even dead ends. You need to understand this. Discouragement doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing, but it may mean you're doing it in the wrong way. They were doing the right thing, building the wall. They were just doing it the wrong way. And a lot of times when we get discouraged, we think, I'm doing the wrong thing. No, you're doing the right thing. You should be doing this. God gave you that dream. But you may be doing it in the wrong way. So don't give up on the dream God gave you. you. Instead, work on your weak areas. Reinforce your weak areas. Keep growing. Reorganize and reorder where you need uh, to reorganize, reorder, and where you need to keep going. Are you deep in debt? Reorganize your budget. Are you out of shape? Reorder your lifestyle and your eating patterns. Are you overstressed? Reorganize your time. You may need to eliminate some things in your life You may need to eliminate some things in your schedule. You may need to clean out the rubble, the clutter, the trivial time wasters, and simplify. Now, notice here, there's an important point. I stationed armed guards at the most vulnerable points, and then at the most exposed places, I assigned people by families. Okay, listen, very important. If you're going to make it to the finish line in your life, in the marathon of your life, you're going to finish well, you're going to need support. I posted them by families. You need support. The easiest thing in the world for Satan to do is to discourage a Lone Ranger Christian who isn't connected to a small group. If you're not in a small group or you've stopped going to your small group or you've stopped meeting, you are more vulnerable than you, vulnerable than you realize. You need other people in your life. You're not going to make it. Satan is too smart. It's easy to pick off a single person. 
It's difficult when you've got other people in a small group supporting you. Get back in your small group now. Hebrews 4.25. Some people have gotten out of the habit of meeting with other believers, but we must not do that. Instead, we should keep on encouraging, circle that word, each other. What's the antidote of discouragement? Encouragement. Where do you get encouragement? In your small group. The antidote to discouragement is encouragement. Where do you get encouragement? In meeting with other believers. So get back in the habit. Start it this week. Get your group or start a new group, whatever. Now, you may be discouraged because you're trying to handle everything by yourself. When people come up to me and they start telling me their problem and they say, you know, I just feel all, uh, it's overwhelming. My first question is always, are you in a small group? Are you in a small group? God never meant for you to go through life on your own. God never meant for you to run your marathon by yourself. So I rest my body, I reinforce my weak areas. Here's the third thing that Nehemiah did. Refocus on God. Refocus on God. And I love what Nehemiah says in verse 14. Because he knows that one of the problems, one of the causes of their discouragement is fear. And so in Nehemiah 4.14, he says this. I love this, New Jerusalem Bible. Aware of their anxiety, I stood up and said, to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of the enemy. Instead, he's saying, remember the Lord who is great and awe-inspiring. Now, what is, what is Nehemiah doing here? He's saying, get your mind off whatever is discouraging you and remember what God is like. Refocus on God. He says, remember the Lord. What am I supposed to, when I'm discouraged, what am I supposed to remember about the Lord? Well, you could remember his faithfulness, how he's always helped you through everything. You can remember his goodness. You can remember his power. He's omnipotent, he's all powerful. You, you can remember that he's with you right now. That he's not distant. That you, you can remember that he sees everything that goes on in your life and he cares about you. You can remember that he has all the power you need. And you don't need to worry about anything. You could remember his promises to you. This is the third key to overcoming discouragement. Change the channel of your mind. Stop focusing on what you don't want and start focusing on what God has promised to you. When you're, listen, when you're discouraged, it's because you are choosing to think discouraged thoughts. That's your choice. You are as discouraged as you want to be and you're as happy as you want to be. Nobody's saying you must be discouraged. You're discouraged because you're choosing discouraged thoughts. How do you get rid of discouragement? Choose to change your thoughts. Choose to change the channel of your mind. Don't keep replaying all those discouraging images in your mind. Instead, remember the Lord. Choose to think about God and what his faithfulness, his love, his mercy, his compassion. Choose to think about God because your thoughts always determine your feelings. Do you want to stop being discouraged? Then stop thinking the way you've been thinking. It's stinking thinking. You've been thinking about all the problems. Stop. You don't have to think about it. Think about the Lord. Switch the channel. Remember the Lord. One of my favorite verses when we went through the series on Jonah, Jonah 2, verse 7. Look at this verse up here on the screen. It says this. 
when I had lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord. I turned my thoughts once more. When, I, when you've lost all hope, when you're discouraged, you need to, you need to do a reevaluation. You need to change the channel of your thoughts. That's what David did. When David got discouraged, Psalm 119, the next verse, he said, I'm completely discouraged. Revive me by your word. Stop watching, as I said, all the negative stuff and get back into this book. You're spending more time listening to other people than you're listening to God. God will always tell you the truth. People won't. Rest my body, reinforce my weak areas, refocus on God when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling discouraged, when I'm at the midpoint. And finally, here's the fourth thing Nehemiah did. Resist. Resist the discouragement. Don't you dare, friend, give in without a fight. Fight back. Fight back against your discouragement. Fight back against the devil. Fight back against those who want to discourage you. Discouragement is a choice. Now, in the second part of verse 14, Nehemiah says, I also told him this. He said, you must fight. Circle that. You must fight. That's resist the discouragement. Fight for your brothers and your sons and your daughters and your wives and your home. You will never defeat discouragement by being passive. You have to fight it. Now, I don't need to say a whole lot about this, but as believers, we are engaged in a spiritual battle. And where is that battle fought? Not out here in the air. It's fought in your mind. And Satan's two favorite weapons in the battle for your mind are number one, discouragement, and number two, distraction. Those are the two biggest things that he will use to get you off course, to make you not finish your marathon, to not finish well in the race of life. He'll use discouragement and he'll use distraction. D.L. Moody, great pastor of the last century, actually the 18th century, said, I've never known God to use a discouraged person. When you get discouraged, you get set on the shelf. And so you, you, discouragement, distractions, he's gonna use both these, try it in your mind, but you can choose to refuse. Jeremy, you can choose to refuse the discouragement. I give you permission to not believe every thought you have because some of the hot thoughts you have, as I said, they're stinking thinking, they're wrong. Not everything you tell yourself is true. Not everything that Satan puts in your mind is true. So I'm giving you permission to not believe those discouraging thoughts. This is the difference between ordinary people and great people. Great people never give up. They never give up. They keep on in the marathon of life. Even when they're fatigued, even when they're frustrated, even when they feel like failures, and even when they're fearful. You know, in the second year of this church, 1981, I went through an entire year of depression. The entire year, I was discouraged and depressed. And I was having these brain problems you know, that I've had all my life, but they were really bad. 
And, and I was filled with frustration and fear and fatigue and a feeling of failure. And, and I, my goal was not God build a great church. My, God was, my goal was, God, can I put one foot in front of the other? And I would come and teach on Sunday and go home and get in bed and basically sleep through Monday. I was a bat basket case. I really wasn't a good leader. And you know what kept me going during that year of depression and discouragement? As I would finish the sermon I was gonna preach on Sunday, sometime about Saturday morning. And every Saturday afternoon for most of that year, I would get in the car and drive myself down to Laguna Beach where those, that bocce ball areas, the cliffs are, that the old folks play bocce ball. And I would sit there and I would watch the waves for a couple hours and it would just calm me down and it allowed me to pray and to fight the fatigue and the frustration and the failure, sense of failure and the fears. And in that year, I was sitting there watching the beach at Laguna Beach every Saturday afternoon. I learned something, that the tide goes out, but it always comes back in. The tide goes out, but it always comes back in. When the tide is out, the beach is ugly. It reveals all kinds of junk and driftwood and stuff. It doesn't look very good when the tide's out, but it always comes back in. Right now, the tide may be out in your life. And I'm sure right now that many of you listening to me are just barely holding on. It's been a rough year. And I wanna tell you, don't give up. Don't, 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 don't you dare give up. Hold on. In my office, there is a plaque on the wall that is written in Hebrew. So nobody knows what it says, except the people who read Hebrew. And what it says is, this too shall pass. The tough stuff that you're going through, it didn't come to stay, it came to pass. It's not gonna last. So don't give up on God, don't give up on your marriage, don't give up on your church, don't give up on your dream, don't give up. You might need to change the way you're doing something, you might be doing the right thing in the wrong way, but don't give up. Psalm 142, there on your outline, verse three says this, when I'm ready to give up, he knows what I should do. Don't give up, look up, look up. Jesus Christ, the son of God who created you, who thought you up, who loves you, who has a purpose for your life, who died on the cross for you, who rose again and is coming back one day, who's gonna take you to heaven one day. Jesus Christ is a secret of strength to make it to the end of your marathon and end well. Isaiah, last verse on your outline, 40, verse 29 and 31. God gives power to those who are tired and worn out. He offers strength to the weak. Those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. So this week, 
Here's your homework. Rest your body. Recognize the vulnerable spots in your life, the exposed areas. Start working on reinforcing them. Refocus on God. Stop listening to the negativity and resist the discouragement. Don't you give into it. Resist it. Fight it. It's a choice. You're discouraged because you're allowing yourself to be discouraged. You cannot fight discouragement with passivity. You have to fight it. And who will give you the energy to fight it? Your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So focus on him, not on the problem. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, this word is so clear and so convicting to each of us. We all know that there are areas in our lives where we're tired and frustrated, where we feel like failures and where honestly we're afraid. But we come to you right now. So pray this in your heart. Say, God, I, I give you my fatigue. Say it, God, I give you my fatigue. God, I give you my frustrations. I, I give you the rubble in my life, the broken things that I keep tripping over in my own life that frustrate me. I don't want to be that way. I give you the areas that I feel like a failure in. Where I feel like I, I, I can't do it anymore. And I give you all my fears. Lord, I don't want to be one of those people who live closest to the enemy and then just spreads bad news to everybody else. I want to gossip the gospel, not the negativity all around us. So Father, this week I'm going to ask you to help me. Help me. You made my body, Lord. Now give me the sense to heed your laws. Help me to rest my body. Help me, Lord, to reinforce my weak areas. And Lord, I have gotten out of the habit of meeting together with other believers. And I'm not getting the encouragement that I, I have had in the past. I want to recommit to being in a small group. I don't want to go through life as a lone ranger. Lord, help me when I begin to think of all the things that get me down to change the channel of my mind. Help me to refocus on you. Help me to not be afraid of the enemies, but to remember the Lord who is great and awe-inspiring. And I like David, I ask you to rewire me and re revive me through your word. And then Lord, help me to resist the discouragement. Help me to fight for what I know you want me to do with my life. And Lord, when I'm ready to give up, you know what I should do. I'm asking you to give me the power when I'm weak and tired and worn out. Give strength to the weak. Lord, in, in that sense, I wanna thank you for discouragement because it forces me to come to you. Help me to see that even discouragement 
can be good if I let it draw me to you and to trust in you instead of myself. I commit myself completely to you. If you've never said, Jesus Christ, I'm yours, say it to him right now. Jesus Christ, I'm yours, I'm all in. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message, or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit PastorRick.com, where you can listen online anytime. That's PastorRick with two R's in the middle, dot com. Be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first... If you want to make your time in prayer the best it can be, then you're going to want to get a copy of the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. This year's theme, Connecting with Jesus, the Source of Living Water, will help you tap into God's power and presence as you discover the keys to praying with passion and purpose. Here's Rick to tell you more. Do you ever feel like your prayers get stuck in a rut? Would you like to know what God told me to do when my prayer life got stuck in a rut? It was a time when I I just felt like I was praying the same thing over and over and over. In fact, I was beginning to wonder if God was even answering my prayers or even listening. Maybe you felt that way sometimes, or maybe you feel that way right now. So what did God tell me to do? Well, here's what he told me. It was such a powerful way to re-energize my prayer life, and it was so simple that I want to pass it on to you. God told me to do this. He said, Rick, start writing down what you're saying to me and then I want you to write down what I say to you. Write down what you say to me, and then write down what I say to you. You see, it's really not that complicated. God just said I should start by writing down what I'm feeling, and then I should write down what he tells me after I've read his word. It's really just a form of journaling. And spiritual journaling is a spiritual habit that will help your prayer stay fresh, and effective. If you've never tried it, I'm begging you, try this for a week or two and see if it doesn't reinvigorate your prayer life. Journaling has many, many benefits to your spiritual life. It'll help you stay consistent in your prayers. It'll give you a permanent reminder of how God answers your prayers because you've written them down. It shows how God is working in your life. You can go back and review it. It'll even help you worship God more and more as you speak to him. God speaks to people who care enough to write it down. So write down what God tells you, but you've got to have a place to do that. Now, I want to encourage you, and I want to help you take this simple step of learning this new spiritual habit uh, in your prayers, of writing down your prayers and writing down your prayer requests. So what I did is I had my Daily Hope team create a brand new spiritual prayer journal. It's got a real simple to follow format that'll help you put into practice God's wisdom that is found in Philippians 4, 6. That says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. 
Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Those four things are part of the format of our prayer journal for this year. It's really cool. You're going to love this tool. This hardcover journal features a soft cover and 235 beautifully designed pages filled with inspiring Bible verses, photos, and artwork. It's a spiritual growth tool designed to help you enjoy a vibrant prayer life. When you give a gift today to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to the whole world, we'll send you the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal to say thanks. Quantities are limited, so don't delay. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.